everybody, and welcome back to another episode of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, you're back from the dirty desert. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, look at me, Nolan. I'm all dried out. Got a little too much sun. Do you have a little too much sand in your in your lungs? No sand, just just b- boy. Okay, buckle up. <laughs> is this where I go? <laughs> Let me tell you what. Um, when I was younger, no one, I used to be able to handle sun like you would, couldn't imagine. Man, I could sit out on a dock and I could like cook, man, but I would never burn, man. I'd look, I'd I get all nice and tan, like I get all dark and shit, and I'd have it all year long. Um, actually one time I was like 16 and we, no, I was 15 because we were going to driver's ed class and it was the middle of winter. It was like February and a girl was like, Oh miles, you're so tan. Like, did you just get back from a trip? And I was like, no, I just tan really easy. Looking back on that. I had negative riz. Like, I think she might've been, you know, <laughs> caught like hitting on me. Moral of the story is I used to be able to tan with a little effort, no sunscreen. I could just sit in the sun and look bronze and beautiful. Well, boy, let me tell you, one afternoon by the pool with no sunscreen on and my shoulders look like gold member. <laughs> Put it in the skin box, please. I, I am peeling skin off in the most <laughs> disgusting of, of varieties, dude. I was at, this is so gross. I was at, uh, I was at Big J's this weekend. I was just shedding. I had to wear I had to wear a shirt in bed because I was just shedding so much skin flakes everywhere. I'm like a lizard. <laughs> Trying to contain it. Like I gotta I gotta keep it in like a tarp and wrap it up because I'm just losing so many skin flakes. <laughs> You're like a short hair duck. <laughs> Oh, my life's a movie. It's not a good movie, but it's a movie. <laughs> Did you hear that? I think we're done for the day. I think it's over. <laughs> Upcoming games this week. <laughs> oh man! I love that we haven't even talked about your trip yet. You've just told me about how you're shedding skin. <laughs> the trip was good. I mean, I burnt. My arms hurt. Trip's good. Uh, saw a game. The mullet's sick. The mullet. Yeah, the no, is alcohol poisoning. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> As my hands shake. <laughs> Uh, no trip was good, man. Had a lot of fun. Uh, not a lot to not a lot to recall. A whole lot of what happened publicly, but had a, had some fun. Ate some. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Such a Buffalo Wild Wings kind of night. The mullets are really cool rink, man. That's cool. Did you yeah. meet some? Did you meet some cool Yotes fans? Um, a lot of Flames fans. A lot more Flames fans in the house than Yotes fans, if you can believe that much. He's gonna love this. The kid is gonna love this. Flames fan Dill, that's whose bachelor party we were on. Yeah. Um, so one night we were out at the bar and it was the night, it would have been Monday night because the game was Tuesday. And guess who walks into the bar? Elias Lindholm. Even better. 
uh, Zach Cassian, Fuck Milan yes. Lucic, oh my Mackenzie Weger, the boy, the boy, <laughs> all just banding together the night before a game because they're like, yeah, nothing. It doesn't matter what happens. Let's all just go out and party. That was so, a that was that was a that was a B Dub Dubs. No, that was at uh, some bar. I don't remember okay. what it was called, but um, yeah, Flame Flames. And Bill was just like in his element. He's like, oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Did he go up and talk to them? Yeah, he was talking to them for a while. And then I don't know the Flames roster very well, but one big tall Swede like had to pull Uyghur away because he was like shit faced. Oh, that rules. Respectfully, of course. I mean, I would hate to, I would hate to, uh, big, to, to say Swede. falsities, but big tall um, Swede. That was probably Markstrom. <laughs> Maybe, dude. I don't think it was Markstrom because Flames fan Dill knows his stuff, and he was like, nah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Great fan. <laughs> no, it must have been like a, I don't know, maybe a call-up or something. Shillington, I don't know. Uh, Shillington is away from the team. What are you drink? Is that coconut water you're drinking? No free ads. That's a bio steal. Oh, my God. Are you, am I talking to Connor McDavid right now? <laughs> Conrad McDervinson. <laughs> dude. No joke. Coroner um, McDavid. Coroner McDavid. <laughs> this cherry lime flavor bio steel is phenomenal. That's great to hear, Miles. Thank I'm, you, man. I'm really happy for you. So yeah, how was my trip? Good. I'm drinking a bio steel on a Monday because I'm still <laughs> suffering trying to get trying to flush my liver out. How was your weekend? What you what you get up to? Um, it was fun. Went out for St. Patrick's Day for the first time since I was probably 22 years old on Friday. Took a half day from work, came home, made some green beer, was uh, really sick, and then went out with uh, Taylor and a few of her friends. Went to a couple bars, eventually turned into Taylor telling me she wanted to go dancing and all of her friends wanted to go dancing. So naturally, by the end of the night, I ended up in a nightclub. Um, yeah and my buzz had kind of already worn off by then so nothing quite hits like being nearly 30 years old in a nightclub as the booze kind of wears off and you're oh. and it's like yeah um that sounds like a death sentence <laughs> you know it, it was fun to relive old memories <laughs> for once but um yeah i i i do i i do not recommend the experience i do not recommend it sam i am it's, you gotta, you gotta be some drunk to be our age and be in an, like an nightclub. Like it, it, it is a level. Yeah, I mean, it definitely just kind of brought me back to to the days of when I was younger and like single and all that stuff. And like you, you kind of, you kind of look around and you see all the stuff. And I don't know about you, but like when you're sober in in a club like that, you kind of make like little stories in your head while you're waiting for drinks. You're kind of like, oh yeah, that that person's talking to that person, and you know, they're probably hitting it off quite well and who knows maybe those two will go home later tonight and you know things like that and it's like that's the shit that your mind gets up to when you're at the bar whereas like when you're 22 you're like i want to dance with the boys <laughs> and maybe talk to some girls can't wait to order pizza when we get home it's gonna be incredible and that is exactly what i did when we when we got home i ordered uh no free ads a domino's pizza as well as their new stuffed cheesy bread and um, it's good it's it's, it's good quite, stuff. It's it's quite good stuff. I'm um, a big marinara guy. Whenever I get a whenever I get anything with bread, should I change just... your name in my phone to Big Marinara? <laughs> marinara, yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I'd actually that would be kind of cool. It's a good name. No, it, it was man, like eating a pe- like and especially 
having that after beer you know tasted great but the guts were not loving it right after so i i was not uh I was not feeling too good. And then I had a two hour Home Depot trip the next day. So, I mean, that just perfectly sums up your life in your nearly 30s, everybody. So don't get old. That sounds like hell. I can't wait. You know what else I can't wait for, Nolan? To to get to these darn games? To recap this big week of Oilers hockey and what a week it was. Games against the Sens. The Stars and the Quacken. Once we get through those, we are going to move into a host of Oilers shit. Um, talk about uh, some few topical things. I'm excited about them. I hope you are too. Once we move through those, we've got some NHL shit. A lot of scumbag behavior going on in the NHL. The National just loves to breed scums this time of year. Once we get through that, uh, close it off with a roast. A little bit of hockey talk. Rockstar of the Week and get you out of here. How's that Absolutely. sound? That's that sounds lovely. Uh, should I start us off with the game against Ottawa? Well, I was gonna say, you know what would sound even lovelier? What's that? You you butchering the German of this title? Did you did you put it into Google Translate? I did not, but I can oh. I can figure. I think I can figure it out. Okay, well it's uh I I I ein one hundred. I don't know what the one hundred is. Uh, Punkte Saison, which uh I don't. What would you think it says, Miles? I don't, you know, with using my deductive ability, I'd say hundred point seasons in there. Oh yeah, there you go, another hundred point season. <laughs> another hundred point season. There we go. Um, so uh, the the first line I wrote in here because I I let Miles take on the game. Uh, you know, we try and let Miles take on the games because he's much funnier on his toes. I just tend to write the the most flat, uh, uh just totally nondescript stuff, but. Uh, Miles, I, I wrote in here, insert, inserts a Miles joke about the liberal government, but uh, here you go. Uh, the Senators of Ottawa, so many low-hanging jokes that could be made here. Which one should I make? Something about Quebec? Trudeau? No, no, no. I've made those a hundred times. I'll wait because Derek Ryan, the Carhartt Kings, uh, opens the game scoring two, uh, two, uh, uh, two minutes and 20 seconds into the game. The Oilers finally started on time, which is fitting because Derek Ryan has been standing by the time clock since 6.15 waiting to punch in. He's just been making small talk with everyone as they file in one by one because he's the glue of this work family. He has no idea what TikTok is, but he does the dances with his daughter because he's a super dad when he's on his time off. A man from a different time a better time scores his 12th of the year from Devin Shore and Ryan the Chowder one nothing Oilers Ryan the Chowder that's a new one yeah I think I like the Chowder Ryan the Chowder <laughs> sucks it through the gap in his teeth yeah. uh Brady Kachuk, like any Eastern Canadian, demands equalization payments be made to the lesser team and scores a power play marker four minutes later to knot things up at one lightning Leon at the 12:34 mark, like one, two, three, four <laughs> scores from Fogs and Nudes to give the Oilers a 2-1 lead. Now I can't remember. Was that the hundred point for Leon Drysaddle? We didn't write this down in the notes. Whoopsie Daisy. Miles um, did the notes. He did a subpar job. Who would have thought? <laughs> Passive aggressive comments from Nolan Schumann today. The other German, Timmy Strudel, scores the, uh, scores for the Sens with a minute left in the period to tie things up. Heading into intermission, two-two. With the second period underway, fresh off of his baby shower with Cody Cece, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, by the way, shout out Nuge. Nuge is going to be a first time dad. That rules. Shout out our guy. Kisses all around from the one for one boys. Scores the a, unass- <laughs> What's that? that? That joint baby shower thing is real. Hey, Cody Cece's wife and Ryan Nugent Hopkins' wife had a joint baby shower. That rules. I Con- confirm per wag insider, Big J. 
Wow, she's she's in the loop on these things, eh? Yeah, follows all of them on Instagram. What a absolute queen! <laughs> Back at again with the white vans. Leon Drysaddle scores his forty fourth of the year from McDanny Bryan. <laughs> and Fogel to increase the lead to four two. The new guy, the Bouge guy, Nick Bugstad scores with literally one second left on the clock in the second period to increase the lead 5-2. Other new guy, our little our little Viking, Matthias Eckholman, clean, get the assist. Enjoy some orange slices, you guys. You deserve it. Timmy Strudel comes back from the second intermission after drinking what I can only assume was a very large stein of beer, a little bit of cultural appropriation, to make it 5-3. That's the way it would stay until the vulture, the cleanup crew, the post-game points peddler, Condor McDavid swooped in and scored the empty net goal to seal the 6-3 lead. Evander and Darnell get the assist. Shots finished 33-32 for the Oilers. Oiler, Oil were 1-for-3 on the power play and were 4-for-5 on the PK. Stu was solid, stopping 29-32 shots. Faced for a 9.06 save percentage. And insert Sens fan Steve's crying at the Yotes game here. <laughs> So we're at the Yotes game while this is going on, and I am crumpled, respectfully. Cr- crumpled stillskin. I am crumpled stillskin, and he's sitting like a row down all the way over, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what the Oilers game's at. Like, do you guys think it's over? And they're like, yeah, it's over. So I go on my phone, <laughs> oh, 6-3. <laughs> And then we went back and forth for probably the entire intermission of him making first overall jokes and me being like, and I just kept wang. And I honestly, it speaks very highly of Steve's character that he didn't punch me in the head because I was insufferable because you were a total shit heel. Oh yeah. I was a jerk. I was rubbing it in, but you should become a Carolina hurricane. Because you're, because you're, because you're a bunch of jerks. Here I am, annoy you like a hurricane. I just realized I didn't turn the light in my room on. Yeah, I was gonna say this is very spooky. Yeah, I look like I. <laughs> Hello, no one. You look like you're gonna. You look like you're sending me like an anonymous video. Like you should be throwing <laughs> out a fucking Guy Fox mask. And you should distort telling, the audio and telling me that the British Parliament is about to fall. Um. So yeah, I didn't get to watch the game, but I mean, six three W. You gotta love that. Yeah, we love to see it. We any, love to any... see. We we love to see a bunch of Canadian lords beating mm-hmm. another pack of Canadian nerds. I just wish they could have played each other 14 times. Like they did in, in the bubble season. And we, I've got and it. We, and man, won every ru- game. That ruled. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> and Connor McDavid just have seven points in each game. That was ruthless shit. Marcus Hogberg. <laughs> the Hog. Hamburglar. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guys, man. The goalie factory that is the Ottawa Senators. Um, Speaking of goalie factory, Dallas, man. They always seem to have good goalies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. One of them I... came from Ottawa, Ben Bishop. But, yeah, well. but uh, here we go, Nolan. Yan marks the spot. 4-1 win over Dallas, March 16th. A tilt against the first place in the Central Stars is a measuring stick game for the boys to flex their orange and blue muscles in the West. I just imagine Connor and Leon standing in front of a mirror at like a good life and stringers. And they're just like <laughs> looking like Johnny Bravo out there, fresh off a cycle. Fogey boy stays hot. 
12th of the year from his dangerous Knights crew member, Evan Bouchard and Ryan Nugent Hopkins were up one, nothing such a dirty penalty kill. These boys have as Matthias Janmark scores, the Oilers 13th shorthanded goal. This comes from Vinny D and Connor McD for the two, nothing lead. The second period saw 13 shots for the Oilers and 10 for the stars and one nap for miles, but no goals. Third period gets underway, and Wyatt Johnson scored. That's a good cowboy name, hey? Wyatt Johnson. He rides wild horses and and ropes, steers, and votes for Trump. Gets his 19th of the season for the Stars to make it a 2-1 game halfway through the third. Are we nervous? Are we nervous, Nolan? A little bit. Not even a little (laughs) bit, because the rest of the league are butt cheeks. The rest of the league is butt cheeks. When Connor McDavid gets his 57th, a power play goal from Dreisaitl and Bouchard. This is exactly what our Barry Freedom dreams are made of. A power play McDavid goal from Dreisaitl and Bouchard. We just, I don't we, miss him. We just love to see it. I don't miss him. By the way, Miles, um, I don't know if you saw it. Did you happen to see the clip of Tyson Barry knocking all the pucks uh, on the ice for the Preds? <laughs> no, but I imagine like half of them went in the bench. Uh, well, Miles, there's a little bit of a reveal in that clip. Um, Tyson Berry is wearing an A for the Predators. Oh! <laughs> Leadership core Ekholm out. Berry in. We absolutely love to see it. You cannot spell Berry without an A. And I mean, we're we're roasting him, but apparently he was good in the room. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I have said this before. Very happy with the season Tyson Berry's having or was having with the Oilers. And I, I kind of miss him a little bit. But man, I looked at the numbers on Tyson Berry since leaving Edmonton. Oh, oh, muddle. They are they are less than stellar. Are they yucky? They're pretty bad. He's just getting absolutely shelled right now at five on five. Like, meanwhile, our baby Viking is just absolutely dismantling the opposition one game at a time. Yes, and and we we could not be more happy about this. Anyways, Miles, you were saying. Um, the Oilers need one more goal as like an exclamation mark on this game. And and who else would, would provide that exclamation mark? But Matthias Janmark, up to his old tricks, scores a second of the night to seal the 4-1 win on a slutty Thursday night. I don't know what exactly makes a Thursday slutty, but this just felt like a slutty Thursday night in Edmonton. Shots finished 30-26 to for the Oilers, who shot out the Dallas power play going three for three on the PK shout out Manson squad and went one for four on the power play. So lots of, well, not lots. I mean like two, five on five uh, power fire powerings there for the Oilers. Love to see it. Skinner was sensational stopping 25 of 26 shots for a 0.967 save percentage. Can I tell you, can I tell you a little stew story in this one? Absolutely. I would love to hear the stew story. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna ramble for a couple minutes here, and that much to everyone's chagrin. Oh God, Miles is gonna ramble. Um, I was on Twitter the other day. Oh yeah, and good, I've, I've good place, good positive, positive environment, <laughs> horrible environment, but good <laughs> environment for sports discussion. Depending on who you talk to, I'm um, sorry, Miles. I cannot look at your Zoom. It's so funny right now because <laughs> all I see is the glare coming off the off the glasses. You look like a sweaty. Like a sweaty? Yeah. What's a sweaty? 
just like a dude that is like constantly broadcasting from his bedroom. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, I'm gonna go turn my light on. No, don't leave it. I'm enjoying this. You want this is this is what you came for? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was on Twitter and I follow like um like Philly like Philly like Eagles Nation or whatever. I don't know what their equivalency is. Yeah. Um. But I follow them and they have this poll and it's like, be honest, what season did you realize that? Yeah, we that's our guy in regards to Jalen Hurts. And then they had the poll or whatever. Right. So I had my yeah, that's our guy with Skinner moment this game. Yeah, I there was a there was a really tough. I'm going to tell you about it. There was a really tough shot through traffic from Jamie Ben, who like we chirp a lot but has had a bit of a resurgence of, as of late and has been playing some pretty good hockey and has been scoring some goals. So his his shots are finding net. And he took a rip from like top of the circles, like I said, through traffic. And Skinner not only tracked it, but was able to react and deflect the puck out of harm's way. He did like three outstanding continuous metrics of goaltending on a very good shooter and a very tough shot. And made it look effortless. Like you don't see a lot of goalies react that quickly and make that save in that matter of time. I I don't anyway. Like it was just a masterclass of goaltending. And I watched it and I was like, yeah, I'm all in on Stuart Skinner. Like if if I wasn't before, I'm saying like top 10 guy in the NHL caliber. Yeah, I think one of those one of those Calgary games from earlier in the season where he just stood on his head for the entire game is probably the one that I was kind of locked in on him. Um, he, I mean, man, there's this. You know what? I don't even th- I don't even know if it's that. I think it's just how consistently he reliable he was in his last season in Baco. Like we saw that video of him uh, and, running and I, through the I, ring. I know that this is like kind of ridiculous to like be obsessed with that, but that is like that video I attribute to his entire personality. It's like this guy got here at the very last minute, but he's coming in calm, cool, and collective, and he can get back and throw the pads on right away, and he's ready to. Even if he even if he stops, or you know, even if he allows three goals, at least he stopped like thirty five pucks on the you know on the way to that victory. So, I. Yeah, like especially if this team can really tighten things up defensively uh, and especially figure things out on the PK, he could be potentially putting up some really good numbers. And who knows, maybe that's a guy that we, in two, three, four years, maybe he's in a Vezina discussion. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah, I I certainly don't think that that's far off in his future. The guy's the sky's the limit with this guy. He's nuts. Um, you know what else is not Nolan? What's What's that? That Evander Kane is going to score 20 goals. He's going to score 20, isn't he? 6-4 win over Seattle on May 18th. A little matinee game. Very important game for the boys to establish third place in the Pacific Division and a three-point bump over these squid freaks. Now, for those who are not aware, Pop Quiz Nolan, what is the name of the Seattle arena? The Climate Pledge Arena. Ah, uh, yes, very good. Evander Kane screams, Global warming is a myth! As he pots his 11th of the year, a minute 35 into the game, in front of his mom and dad who made the trip down from Vancouver. I'm not sure if Gene mentioned that during the broadcast or not, but they, they did make the drive down from Vancouver, so one nothing Oilers. Jaden Schwartz, good sass, Dude. boy who loves... I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Did you see? Uh, did you see who actually who who came to the game to watch Condor? No, freaking no. Al Michaels. 
Oh, really? Yeah, Al Michaels was there, and he got to meet with Gene, but like he wasn't able to do an interview with Gene, which would have been so sick if we could have hear, heard him, heard Al Michaels say Connor McDavid's name. But he said he said to Gene, he's like, tell Connor that I believe he is the best player I've seen since Wayne Gretzky. It's insanity. Like, that that rules. That does rule. Uh, it also rules that Jaden Schwartz, a good Sask boy who loves a Ryan water, evens things up before the midway mark of the period. Now, when I say that rules, I, I mean that facetiously. Um, but Kyler Yamamoto, who grew up four hours from Seattle in Spokane. Again, I'm not sure if Gene mentioned that in the broadcast, so I just wanted to make sure you knew that because because I knew that, and, and Gene knew it as well. He scores his ninth of the year. Angry billick noises can be heard around North Regina. Dry and Nuge get the assist to one Oilers. Second period gets underway, and before you can even say, Canada is responsible for less than 3% of global greenhouse gas emissions, Evander Kane scores for McDavid and BB Viking 43 seconds into the period. Go Oilers, 3-1. to one. Jordan Eberle who confirms that former Oilers love scoring on the Oilers, gets one goal, and it is assisted by Adam Larson, LOL, <laughs> to complete oh, my no. fever dream, and he makes it 3-2. Can I, can I, are you, would you mind if I, if I rapped to you real quick? Absolutely, please. Zach be nimble, Zach be quick, Zach score a goal. It's been far too long since we've gotten to say Zachary Martin Hyman is a children's author as he pots his 30th from McDavid and BB Viking for two Oilers. The squid freaks refuse to pack it in and Olivia Bjorkstrand scores 4-3 game. Uh, somewhere in here, it is worth noting that Clem fought some no-name Kraken, and and that was pretty feisty of him. Just like to see the boys. I believe it was jo- some mitts. I believe it was John Hayden. John Hayden. I said yeah. some no-name Kraken. <laughs> I'm just. And saying, I stand there, by there, it. There, there, there was a name. We, we I, <laughs> you are, you are not Galen Weston, sir. <laughs> he had a, he has a family. <laughs> Third period. Oilers are up a goal. We need a hero. Evander Kane says, look no further. I just got my long-term girlfriend pregnant <laughs> and pumps a high glove on Martin Jones to complete his hat-trick. <laughs> Assist to Leon and Kulak, 5-3 Oilers. So, yeah, that's that's the baby news in Oilerville. There's three Oilers that are currently expecting. So, that's something, something going on in the water there. People are getting freaky. He's 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 firing rubber into the net and firing rubber into the trash can. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. That's a bazinga. That's a bazinga. Oh. Oh. Lovely to see the Oilers. Shut up, Mara Tegan. What's that? I said shout out Mara Tegan. <laughs> Lovely to see the Oilers depth uh, tack on another goal here as Connor McDavid puts in number 58 on the power play from Dry and BB Viking. 6-3 Oilers. Eli Tolvanen. Would get a late one, but that's all she wrote as the Oilers wrapped up this Saturday matinee with a 6-4 W. Seattle actually outshot the Oilers 37-23, while the Oilers went 2-for-2 on the penalty kill and 1-for-3 on the power play. Skinner, another solid performance as he turned aside 33 of 37 shots for the win and a slightly sub-900 save percentage. We love you, Stu. Wanted to highlight... You heard BB Viking in this package three times because he had three assists, and he also complimented that with three hits. I I don't know if you knew this, but I love Matias Ekholm. 
Miles, have you looked at his stats since he's joined the Oilers? No, but I hope you're going to tell me some good news. Oh, I'm about to tell you some some yummy content. Okay, just you, you just, you just wait, you just wait two seconds. Matthias Ekholm simping hours. I'm, I'm actually going to pull up just some, 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 some even better stuff. Just uh, bear with me two seconds here. I can't. I just want to simp for Matthias Ekholm. You just want to. It's the finish. only. It's the only thing I can do is simp for him. Uh, where is it here? Come on, give me on ice, you son of a freaking biscuit hold on i can fill this time with uh with a with a with a story with more arizona stories um dude i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know if, what uh, we're allowed to say we had a putting many... green oh nice oh yeah putting... Putting... oh yeah i remember you telling me that yeah we had a putting green in our backyard that was really cool um did you uh did you play with a cacti <laughs> no, and I'm glad that we didn't because I I would have been stupid enough to try and hug it or something. But I got my medical insurance before we went down because above all things, I, I, I like to have fun, but I am an adult. So I had to make sure that I had medical coverage. I'm very happy to hear that, Miles. You should you should always be safe. Party okay. responsibly, drink responsibly, have fun, but do it responsibly. Yeah, absolutely, my guy. Like you gotta we gotta we we gotta make sure that we're all being safe. Safe yeah. safety is the top priority in life. Wear a helmet. Yeah, hundred percent. Drink water. Oh my god, Miles, this is absurd. Okay, so I oh, actually I I actually hadn't even looked at Matthias Ekholm's stats myself. Okay, we're so back. So I'm gonna bore you first with the uh, with with the nerdy stuff. Okay, so currently he's sporting uh, a 54 percent Corsi four. He's, uh, his shots for percentage is 50%, but that's okay. Cause he plays heavy minutes. His expected goals for numbers, <clears throat> 58%. We'd love to see that high danger chances for 63.64, which would be the highest of his career. Obviously he has major PDO right now and the team is shooting almost 20% with him on the ice. Well, with him and Evan Bouchard on the ice. Cause they basically play together all the time. So that's a five on five miles. Here are his regular counting stats. Okay. In nine games, one goal, six assists for seven points. What do you think his plus minus is? He's probably like a plus 12. 13. Yeah, that's what good a, stuff. What a beefy bitch. <laughs> what, a, what a lad, eh? Oh my God, he's so good. <laughs> I love him. I, I love him so much. It's such, oh. a, it's such a get drunk and buy an Ekholm jersey kind of weekend. Oh man, I... I'm holding everything back. I'm holding everything back. I, I, maybe when they do the winter classic or the uh, heritage classic jersey, I might do something like that. An echo. That'd be, that would be nasty. Yeah. A nasty, a nasty heritage at home. Heritage at home. It's just get his last name with like the symbols above it. I imagine <laughs> he probably has the symbols above it, like a good Swede. Um, speaking of a good Swede, uh, how about a, uh, good su- su- sweet bet of the day? <laughs> hey, Oh, it's time <laughs> for dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mud pie before I did this ad read. <laughs> it was this... the captain, the man in the captain's hat. Sorry. <laughs> This episode of One for One is brought to you in part by our friends at BetStamp. Teams are tanking, teams are pushing for the playoffs, and deadline additions are settling into new teams. While the action on the ice is heating up, so are the sports books. Do not lay any juice down without any help from our friends at BetStamp. 
Best name aggregates all the all the odds for sports books around Canada, ensuring you get the ultimate bang for your book. Um, track your bets with their verified tracking system, and even follow winning betters who use the platform to find those smart picks. Hell, you can even find Miles and I on the app um, on their easy to use socially social integrated app now. Miles for some bets of the night or for for some bets. We're not going to do an Oilers bet for tonight because that would be a, a little bit of tomfoolery to the audience because we we, we don't want to give them a bet that they can't even make. You no, know? um, we want to be nice and we want to and we want to give them something pretty decent. Um, and I was kind of looking through, and I'm still kind of looking through right now because I I think that there's that, that, that there's a couple of there, there's a couple of little interesting deals that can be made. Um. And to be completely honest, what I'm what I'm looking at myself is I, I know that we've we've oh actually that's a really good one right there I think we're gonna take that one, um, a a pretty a pretty even matchup I would say even though the New Jersey Devils have been like one of the analytic gods of the season, I really like the matchup of Minnesota going into New Jersey and Minnesota you can actually currently get a plus one sixty on the money line. And uh, you can get that at uh, Bet365, and that's the best odds you're going to find. And you find that using BetStamp because, I mean, at the end of the day, like there's 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 ones that are like minus 155, minus 148 through the other sports books. So you can find that all through BetStamp. Um, please use the code. So download the BetStamp app. Use the code one for one. I know I kind of butchered this. I apologize. <laughs> please use the code one for one when you sign up and please play responsibly. That'd be a good pick, dude. That'd be a good, real, that'd be a really good pick, dude. That, that'd be, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that'll do. I was, I was rewatching uh, the Brian's hat sketch and, <laughs> The moment where there's a shot, man. So in that skit, when they initially mentioned, "Did you see Brian's hat?" It's the shot of it's the shot of the lawyer talking, and when they say, "Did you see Brian's hat?" It immediately focuses to him in the background, and it's really funny the way the way that it all works. It's just so yeah, subtle. He has this stupid open mouth gape face too, in the, with the hat on. Leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> alone when we were at the bachelor party i, I made some guys bring uh bring cards so we could have some cards to play bring, bring dice <laughs> but that that's what one guy was saying he's like oh i wish some we could have played that we could play dice man and i was like i looked around i was I'm looking for a fedora i'm like god i want to burn somebody but no one in our group had a fedora <laughs> i hate that i want to start hanging out with more guys who wear fedoras man i I think I need to start hanging out with more guys that wear like Kango hats. Okay, no, because <laughs> that's backwards. a that's a, that's a specific type of dude. <laughs> but backwards, that's a dude that'll get in a like a like a borderline death fist fight at a soccer game. <laughs> that's a guy that's right into MLM. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy's starting a business. Did I ever tell you that? Uh, have you ever been? Have you ever been to like a multi-level marketing meeting? No, no, um, no. I got. I wanted. I wanted that to be a fantasy football punishment. Oh, in a league. But... <laughs> That's so good. I one time got dragged to one by by a coworker of mine. She was like, "I have a business opportunity for you," and I said to a friend of mine, "I'm like, hey, um, 
I know that this is probably going to be a multi-level marketing thing, but do you want to go just for shits and giggles? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So we went to this house. I swear there were like 16 people living in this one house, like, like a standard, like three bedroom house. And this guy comes in the biggest watch on his hand, couple of gold rings on. And I feel like that's how they get you is like the guy that's coming in to pitch you on this, on this opportunity as if the quotations is always like totally dripped out but but i remember the guy asking me for like my phone number my email and i gave him everything backwards so oh yeah so luckily they didn't do like that classic trick of being like oh i'm gonna add you to my contacts right now but yeah i I some i somehow got out of that scot-free but man that that shit's like honestly kind of scary too because they like they they look at you with intent like they look at you like they're ready to pounce on you like a piece of meat well you are literally like money in their pocket getting yeah. you to sign up like yeah you're just another just another whiskey in the jar to yeah. them man what a what a good song what a good dude <laughs> i okay i i want to i want to just quickly mention i don't think you'll find this as funny as i do but I think like maybe five people that I know find this funny is there's a video on YouTube that I've been, I've watched like 10 times. Cause I think it is so funny. Some guy, the video is called like, um, AI presidents, uh, tier list Metallica albums. And it's AI versions of Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump. And it's them all talking about every Metallica album, but like as total metal purists, <laughs> And it's really funny. And I, like I said, I think like maybe five people will find it as funny as I do. But um, if you're if you're if you're into rock music or 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 Metallica, please watch that video. It's really funny. Flames fan Dill sent one of them ranking like COD zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, it's something kind yeah. of similar to that. I but- I don't I don't like either of those things. But I mean, I can respect it. I think it's just funny to hear. Um, a president say hold this l wimpo and shit like that so that's always a good time yeah hearing hearing joe biden say no cap kind of made me made me laugh made you want a second term yeah, absolutely <laughs> the Dem- the democratic party's in good hands um so uh on a quick left turn here um wanted to bring up here slater cuckoo um kind of bringing it back to the Oilers topic. Uh, Slater Cuckoo has actually opened up about his absence from the NHL um, and posted a statement on uh, LinkedIn of all places. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Slater Cuckoo kind of shared where he's at and sort of what he's been looking at in life. And I just figure I'll quickly read this out. And that way we kind of, uh, kind of everybody's sort of in the loop. But um, Slater Cuckoo said, uh, I left the game just over a year ago and thought I would share a bit of my story throughout the next while in case somebody is feeling shame towards their anxiety. You are not alone. I left the game because my life inside of it had gotten to a place that was unbearable and unhealthy towards my mental health. I would say I played a majority of my professional career, perform, majority of my professional games without the ability to eat much. If anything, the night before and the day of games, hockey night in Canada on a completely empty stomach. Let's do this, I guess. Anxiety shows up in all shapes and forms. One of the ways mine did was the ability to eat. I would get comments from teammates saying, hey, kooks, you you know the meals are free due to my weight dwindling without them knowing the pain I was going through. I would hear GMs and coaches that I needed to put on weight if I was to battle in the corners with the elite of the league, not to mention the energy needed to complete these tasks as well. 
uh, that just put in, put on increased pressure. I would be asked to go to go for dinner with teammates on the road, knowing I wouldn't be able to eat. I would isolate myself and usually walk the streets, settling to discreetly bring takeout to my hotel room so nobody would know if I ate or not. I kept this in as much as my I could my entire career. My dad had a nervous tummy growing up, and I thought that is all I had. But when being continuously scrutinized for my on-ice performance, it caused a downward spiral, a vicious cycle of needing to eat but physically being unable. Be kind to one another because you will never know what someone might be going through and stop commenting on people's weight. It's friggin' weird. Slater Cuckoo. Um, man, shouts out to Slater Cuckoo for opening up about this because that's got to be a really, really, really tough thing to go through, especially as a professional athlete where... and. I kind of feel bad because I made the comment about Evander Kane a few weeks ago, but um, as a professional athlete where you are scrutinized and you are judged based off of making weight and your performance on the ice, off the ice, um, there's a lot that's, that's resting on your shoulders. And for him to come out and be completely vulnerable about that and bring light to some of those issues is really cool to see. Really sad that that's how his career had to kind of wrap up like yeah 100%. i don't know I'm, I'm saying kind of had to wrap up because hopefully he can you know get his mind and body right and maybe yeah. get back into the league somehow i don't know for he was a first round pick like um if you've been listening to the show for a while i was a really big slater cuckoo guy oh, we were fired I, up about him we were fired up about him so i just hope that first and foremost slater the person is okay and he's able to take care of himself and from there whatever he can do professionally if he wants to get back into hockey if he doesn't whatever but just so long as Slater the person's okay because that's sad that's really shitty yeah I didn't know that had no idea but uh you know I'm and I'm I'm really happy that he came out and said that because I feel like there's probably I bet you there's so many professional athletes out there that feel very similar to he you know very similar to him so it's good that he actually said something and it's good that he's bringing light to the um to this issue but um now turning it into a little bit of a uh, taking a hard right turn here. Uh, Oilers signed a draft pick. Uh, winger Jake Chason from the Saskatoon Blades to a three-year entry-level deal. Uh, Chason was selected in the fourth round, 116th overall in the 2021 NHL entry draft. And after a tough 30, first 37 games with Brandon, 10 goals and 28 points, he was traded to Saskatoon and nabbed himself the exact same goal and point total, 10 goals and 28 points, but this time in only 31 games. Um this comes from Bruce Kerlock of Oilers Nation. He's if you're ever wondering about like Oilers prospects or anything like that, and you're very much on like Oilers Twitter and stuff, Bruce is a really good follow. So, uh, shouts out to Bruce, and uh, he can he 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 kind of wrote a little bit of a wrote a little bit of a piece on uh, on uh, Chase on. He's a six foot two hundred ninety pound right winger. He plays the game like a smaller power forward. He's got a tenacious style on the forecheck and plays th- through all two hundred feet of the sheet. The troubles for Chase on is that he appears loaded with some offensive ability. Why is that a trouble? Well, he hasn't scored very much. This year, 14 goals, 27 assists, 41 points in 53 games, which is serviceable for a 19-year-old, but not really adequate for someone with his skills. Finally, that may be changing. In his last eight games, he has four goals and four assists. His patented quick release was on display in two very different but impressive ways. Um, So it looks like the Oilers are looking at this guy and thinking that there might be something there. Uh, For a lot of these WHL guys, I feel like as, I feel like the most important part is developing these guys in the A because I feel like you've heard this about people like Jamie Ben, you've heard about like Tanner Janot and and you know guys like that. So I I think that 
I, I, I think that this is a really nice bet for this team. And I think especially especially maybe in the bottom six, middle six, who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's a little bit of a you know, maybe there's some there's some upside to the top six. Uh, did you have any thoughts on Jake Chase? <laughs> well, you know, you're going to be seeing his skills uh, under pretty bright lights because it looks like the Blades are going to be playing the Regina Pats in the first round. And you bet your bottom dollar that uh, that the, the the mainstream media is going to be following Connor Bedard. So if uh, if the Chaser... <laughs> the, news, the Newsmax of, of if, WHL coverage, Miles Fuchs will be all over it. <laughs> So if the chaser can come in and and just bury McDavid or not McDavid, not McDavid, if he can just come in and bury Bedard, that would be fantastic because I'm uh, tired of that little shit. By the way, Connor Bedard has scored 70 goals in the WHL. Who and, gives uh, a shit? And, and he's apparently only going to be a second liner. <laughs> he's a scum lord, man. Have you seen some of the some of his shit on TikTok? He is a certified scum bucket. He makes he honestly makes Connor McDavid look like Ryan gosling yeah I, with Chris, it's nuts it's kind of wild and he's such a prick oh boy oh boy that video of, of the girl him. asking to be his val her valentine oh my god it's Dude, so that's, hard to watch that's not even the tip of the iceberg have you seen the one where they stitched like fans questions together i think i did remind me this little kid is like five Connor, what's your favorite kind of pizza? Uh, I don't really like pizza, but if I had to pick one, it'd probably be meat lovers. And then it's immediately followed up with another question, and it's like, Connor, what's what's your favorite memory about winning the the World Junior Gold Medal? And he's like, Yeah, you know, probably just uh, winning it. Um, good group of guys, and just uh, you know, completing the task. Like, cannot be bothered. To give a shred of a shit he, as these like kids are like shaking because they're gonna ask their idol a question. He is. Did you see the handshake video? Because this one actually gets my goat. The handshake video. The handshake video. I don't know so if they, did or not. they have the dressing room that the Pats come out of lined like. Oh, I did see with that. Yeah, yeah tons yeah. of kids wearing their jerseys. Yeah. Tons of kids, and yeah. they are literally there to see Bedard. Like this is gonna, like this is gonna be core memory shit for them. Yeah. And he turns his shoulder so that he doesn't have to like touch hands with these kids. Like I get it, you're 17, you're probably like way tired of all the pressure that you. are not pressure, but and shit like that. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, dude, like they're little kids, and you're a hockey player. Like yeah. just tap some gloves and go to work. I would say, I I will say, like. I could understand it if off the ice he was more charismatic. Like if he was, if he was like a little, if it seemed like he was really nice and in like interviews and stuff like that, and he did other shit that actually made it seem like he was a pretty likable human being, I would, I would forgive him for that because I'd be like, ah, whatever. The guy's probably just superstitious. Maybe he does just like just doesn't want to touch people before he goes on the ice and things like that. Like some guys have their thing, but it's more of when you combine it with the fact that. He has the he has the personality of a rattlesnake. Like you just you want nothing to do with this guy, and it just it ultimately does seem kind of poisonous. Like you wouldn't want to be around that. The one thing is, I like I will say I I I don't agree with you that he'll top out as a second line center in the NHL. I think that's preposterous. But I do not think he'll be a captain of an NHL team. You're that, you're yeah. every day you're getting closer and closer to me. No, no, I'll I'll never be at second line center. That's preposterous. 
you're preposterous. Thank Hippopotamus, you. preposterous. Um, um, do you know what was preposterous? Him cross-checking a guy in the back undefended and bringing him to the, like just burying him in the numbers. <laughs> I love how much you hate Connor Bedard. It's really well, like, just don't be a piece of shit, man. <laughs> like you have the world at your hands. If he had a shred of charismatic ability in his body, like think about all the money he'd be making as a, as a personality. He's just a prick. I just, think- it's, it's not, it's not even the fact that he's an athlete. And it's not even the fact that he's a premier athlete. It is the fact that he genuinely seems like an asshole that I really don't like. Do you think his slayer, do you think his hair is slicked back or is it pushed back? Oh, it's pushed back. No, it's slicked back. No, he, he wishes it was slicked back. Yeah, but if it was slicked back, he'd be a piece of shit. He's not a piece of shit. He's an asshole. Oh, okay. Completely different. I know where you're trying to go, and I would love to make a sloppy steak with you, but... I'm just too fired up about Connor Bedard being up. a piece of shit. Um, what is this? Connor XNB. New uh, Balance? Uh, no. Uh, our, our two favorite worlds collided, Miles, uh, oh, at the stage of the Junos. Yes. Because Connor McDavid uh, presented, what was it, the Hall of Fame honor to Canadian and, uh, frankly, global rock legends Nickelback, our good pals, Chad and the boys, yeah, let's give a round of applause. Shouts out to the fellas. Shouts out to Condor for... And you know what? I got to give the guy credit. He is getting so much better at interviews and just like having a, a dash of personality. So, it, and it was really cool to see. Um, they asked him what a couple of his favorite songs were. And he, I mean, I will say, Connor, you kind of gave boring answers. He he gave the standard rock star photograph answers. Um, his dad's favorite, um, what the hell? Is, I think his dad's favorite was like, if today was your last day or something. That like, seems on brand for them, that though. Seems, that seems, yeah, but that's... That's very white guy on the boat kind of nickelback. Oh. Could you imagine if he would have said next contestant? <laughs> I would have actually exploded. <laughs> He's like, this is what this is what I imagine when Lauren gets talked to by a guy at Harbor Sixty. Yeah, you know what he had to, he had to play the part um, with the, with safe answers. You know that nobody's gonna judge him because if he's up there like something in your mouth, people are gonna be like, oh my god, Connor, <laughs> this guy loves blowjobs. <laughs> he's a kinky free. <laughs> um, no, it was it was really cool to see too because he came on stage. Obviously, the Junos were in Edmonton. And when he came out, the chance for MVP um, mentioned how he loves playing at Edmonton and how much he loves the fans and um, really cool. And uh, Canadian actor uh, Simu Liu, who um, good actor, but is also just like the just a cursed follow on Twitter. Just one of the most annoying individuals on Twitter. Um, also Edmonton native. He actually said uh, he he brought up. He he brought up super uh, hypocritical. You're calling him the most toxic follow on Twitter. Oh, because I because I'm the toxic follow on Twitter. Yeah, I just had to take a job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, he no, <laughs> he um, uh, he 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 brought up comparisons between Connor and LeBron James, and he said and he said, you know, Connor, please do not go to South Beach. Let's stay here forever. And everybody cheered, and Connor smiled. So. And then Connor pulled his pen out and signed a million-year deal with the Oilers for a dollar. We can only dream. <laughs> also, I, no, no disrespect to you, Nolan, because I've already chirped you once. But why the fuck are we talking about the Junos? 
because Connor McDavid did something. Because our, uh, the reason why is because our two favorite worlds collided: Connor McDavid and Nickelback. No, I know, I know. I just feel like this is way more coverage than the Junos deserve. Well, Miles. Okay, fine. Uh, top five Nickelback songs go. Oh, you can't add. That's like asking. Uh, it's like asking. Uh, um, fuck. What are their names? This is. Oh, this is going to be a really good joke, and I fucked it up. This is like asking the Duggars to name their five favorite kids. Um, it, I I would assume next contestant is both in our top five. I I will release. I'm gonna take some time to think about it, and I'm gonna release. We'll we'll compile a nice Instagram graphic of our five favorite Nickelback songs because I think it's time. I think it's time that people at home got to got to really know us, you know? I think so too. You can I, I only think... talk about shedding skin like a lizard so much before <laughs> people really just need to know your five favorite Nickelback songs. I think like Connor McDavid, we need to show a little bit more personality. <laughs> okay. Miles, do you wanna do you wanna take I'm... the next one? I'm chomping at the bit to talk about this one, man. I am so excited. This Big rules. news out of Bakersfield. As the Condors called up Mark Rassel from the Fort Wayne Comets, he made his debut against the Henderson Silver Knights. And although he was held off the score sheet, we are stoked to see what Mark can do with the Condors. And we love him with all our hearts. This is the official podcast of the Mark Rassel fan club. The 6'1", 185-pound forward has 45 points in 56 ECHL games this season. And most famously, Scored 50 and 17 when he was the captain of the Medicine Hat Tigers. After the Tigers, he went on to win a national youth sports championship with the University of New Brunswick Varsity Reds. This kid is a winner through and through, and we hope to see him called up to the big team soon. So shout out to Mark Rassel and all of his good buddies in Calgary that are cheering him on, and hopefully he can convert a few of you to uh, to, 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 to Oilers land. I, that's what I would really like to see. You know what? Even if you can't convert them to Oilers land, just at, just at least convert them to Baco land. That's all, that's all we care about. What the Wranglers, man? Have you seen Dustin Wolf, man? <laughs> We're paying our starting goalie $6 million, man. But Dustin Wolf's the answer, man. They should call him Dustin Wolf. Wolf? Wolf. <laughs> that's so much but No, man. Have you, have, have you been to a Wranglers game, dude? Man. Have you ever been to a what's a lacrosse team called? Um I I don't know. But the lacrosse games in the Calgary, Cal- man? the Calgary Hitmen. When the when the foam domes are hitting, dude, it's fucking nuts, bro. Um man, uh <laughs> Imagine I I think that I think that somebody I think that if if they move the Condors to Edmonton ever they should just call them like the Edmonton Rubicons, because because the Calgary Wranglers. Oh, okay, see, yeah. Because you see, 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 I, I'm such a I'm such a classics nerd. I thought you were talking about like the Rubicon, like the river that Caesar crossed, and when he came back into to to Rome, that was like his act of war. If you cross the Rubicon, you're you're raging war on Rome, and he did it. But when well, I'm um, just they, simply talking about Jeep bottles, <laughs> <laughs> they easily could be the Edmonton Saharas, <laughs> the Edmonton Grand Cherokees. <laughs> oh no, 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 shake your finger. That's a, that's a time out. <laughs> they could be the gladiators. 
um like the jeep trucks <laughs> the edmonton compasses the edmonton, edmonton uh oh what were those shitty the rebels you remember the the jeep rebels or Re- jeep renegades that's what they <laughs> were the renegades jeep. yeah with that awful imagine dragon song in the commercial <laughs> i'm waking up <laughs> such a cursed promo <laughs> such a cursed piece of marketing oh my god we we and i know that this is not an original thought this is not an original joke i am not claiming to be the father of this joke but the fact nickelback gets the shit that they do oh and god. imagine dragons is just allowed to Get exist off scot-free yeah. is preposterous yeah um the chad and the boys do not deserve any sort of slander they no no they're they're national treasures and you know there's something about um i don't know why i'm getting into the thought about like canadian rock music quickly and i i I promise we'll get back to hockey shortly but like if you ever say quickly there is a 99 percent chance it's not gonna be quick (laughs) respectfully it's not gonna be jonathan quick no Uh, (laughs) But there's something about taking Canadian rock music and bringing it to a global level that is so incredibly impressive by Nickelback. Because you can talk about the Tragically Hip all you want. You can talk about, I mean, Rush is in a is in a completely different category. You can talk about like what's another big Canadian rock band, like the Guess Who. Um, but the fact that nickelback not only made it to the mainstream but they were also like their their singles were like how your mind was was the biggest single in the world at one point like in the fucking world and then you think about how big photograph was you think about how big saving me was you think about basically how big all of both dark horse and all the right reasons were and that is so impressive from a band that hails from freaking alberta Hannah, and, Alberta, which is a shit stain of a town. Sorry to anybody <laughs> from Hannah. It's small, man. It's I'm from a shit stain of a town. So are you. Like, not you specifically, but people from Hannah. Sorry, as you were. But I like I we need to we need to really under like really respect Nickelback a little bit more, guys. Like, come on. And and the best part is is that Chad and the boys know how to write a banger. Just they know how to write in an accessible pop rock song and you can't teach that there's 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 something that only people like and i i know we've mentioned her before and i know i and i uh and i know and i won't i know pastor dave's gonna be mad about this but like taylor swift has that in her where she can just write a pop song no problem and that is a dog in her exactly and chad chad or chad kruger has that exact exact same gene and it's wildly impressive and we should celebrate them more don't they have the same producer as morgan wallen uh yeah i think joey moy has done quite a few yeah he's he's banged out quite a few but he is also canadian which kind of rules super rules shout out uh, shout out steak and bacon yeah but uh yeah if you like morgan wallen you like nickelback and don't don't at me dude he uh joey moy is like has done work with nickelback but then has also done work with like he's basically like mainly a country guy it seems like worked with florida georgia line chris lane dallas smith jake owen and then yeah you mentioned morgan wallen oh my god and hardy too i just did the new hardy album joey moy also did toad self-titled let's go 
who self-titled? Theory of a Dead Man self-titled. Oh. That, that man produced and nothing can come between us. Nothing could come between us. Man, I got the, I got the, um, like I was driving the other day and I got the like recommended albums for you and it was Dinosaur, <laughs> Theory of a Dead Man, and I could not bring myself to play it. I listened to the entire thing and Does I it will suck. S- um, it's okay. So let me put it this way. It's a bad rock album, but it's not offensive. That's the way that I thought about it because their last two albums were genuinely offensive Um, because they were trying to be a pop band. Like they were genuinely trying to be like a pop group. Um, They had a like song. Like five seconds of summer pop or like what, what kind of pop were they trying to be? Like not five seconds of summer, but more of One like Republic? a- Probably more along that One Republic line. They're trying to be like a contemporary um, pop band with like a little bit of, you know, some EDM influences in there too. They had a song. Um, there's a song on, uh, I think, I don't know if it was their last album or the one before, um, that is like straight up like an Ed Sheeran song. It's called Sirens, I think. And it is preposterous. And the music video is like a high school party. Oh, that makes me and, want to shit my pants and, and tell it's, everyone it's Diet Coke. And it's like, this is 42-year-old, I think, he's probably in his 40s, but like 40-something-year-old Tyler Connolly with his soul patch singing into a microphone at a high school party. Like, th- this is kind of embarrassing. And then the album before, or the, there's a song off of one of those two albums as well called Poe Mouth, which I'm not joking, is like top five worst songs I've ever heard in my life. When I heard that song, I... I, aud- I like audibly gasped by how bad it was. Oh, well, now I got now I got to listen to it. You have to listen to it, man. It's so it's so fucking bad, and it it it, it has like this awful awful ukulele in it. But still, n- number one worst song I've ever heard is uh, "Take It All Back" by the band Judah and the Lion. Uh, well. I I dare you to listen to it, Miles. It's I like it's it's a torture device. Yeah, but have you ever listened to Ice Spice? I have. Also not great. Boys a liar. Boys a liar. Banger. You take that back. Munch. Terrible. Can't do it. Can't even think about it. Speaking of being terrible and unable to think about oh, it. Oh, there you go. You Merles, thought we were back on track. You thought we were done. You thought it was over. You thought Poverov or Poverty Rob or whatever his name is was the last one. You were wrong. Wrong. Because on Sunday afternoon, ahead of the Sharks Pride Night celebration versus the Islanders, it was reported that goaltender James Reimer, Optimus Rhyme, would not be on the ice for warmups as he refused to wear the Pride jersey. The Sharks and Reimer himself made statements. I will let you read them, Nolan, because you um, so diligently worked on that. And then I will say some dumb shit. So right. you be you be the responsible one and I'll be the degenerate. So I think this one came out first, uh, which is the one from Reimer himself. Um, Under the umbrella of the NHL's Hockey is for Everyone initiative, the San Jose Sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight. For all of the 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. 
I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQI plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects in the game of hockey. Cool. Yeah, great, great stuff, James. Yeah, we, we love to see that. And then I'm going to read the San Jose Shark statement. Oh, what's it loads here? Uh, continuing a longstanding commitment of allyship, or allyship, sorry, with the LGBTQI plus community, Sharks Sports and Entertainment is extremely proud to host our 2023 Sharks Pride Night. This week's events, culminating with tonight's game against the New York Islanders, reinforce our organization's values and dedication to an all-inclusive, welcoming, and safe environment for all guests in each of our venues. As we promote these standards, we also acknowledge and accept the rights of individuals to express themselves, including how or whether they choose to express their beliefs regardless of the cause or topic. As an organization, we will not waver in our support of the LGBTQIA plus community and continue to encourage others to engage in active allyship. Miles, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Okay, one more, just while we're quoting people. Yep. Uh, Brian Burke. Oh, Brian Burke. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I love I love hearing that. Yeah. Uh, I repeat that I am extremely disappointed and I wish players would understand that the pride sweaters are about inclusion and welcoming everybody. A player wearing pride colors or tape isn't endorsing a set of values or enlisting in a cause. He is saying you are welcome here and you are ev- in every single NHL building. So for those of you who don't know the significance of Brian Burke, his son was gay and mm-hmm. I believe passed away. Yeah. So Brian Burke has been like a champion of this cause for a very long time and like is a very good human, is very well respected in hockey, but above all is a good human and a guy who has has stood up for this time and time again. So um, I'm glad that he's finally speaking out and like I don't remember if he said anything after Pavarov did his thing, but um, it's just. It just really grinds my gears that this is happening again. Um, and like with Pavarov in Philly, that's a totally different ball game than Reimer in California. Just considering fan bases, like for for that aside, right? Mm-hmm. Like what Reimer's doing is he's he is out of San Jose. If 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 his play didn't get him out just for doing this, he's out of San Jose. Um, but I look at it from two two sides. Um, one, you're a human, you can do whatever you want and people should chill the fuck out Two, you're an athlete. You have a contractual obligation to go out there and do your job and not be, and three, I guess there's three, just don't be a piece of shit and just be normal. Why does everybody have to make a stance and make everything so, uh, theatrical when at the end of the day, he's putting a Jersey on going out on the ice, probably letting in four goals or just sitting on the bench. Like, relax, James Reimer. And one more thing about James Reimer, James Reimer, who uh, loves to use the Bible as the highest course of whatever he wants to say. Um, it also says in the Bible that you should observe the Sabbath and take a day off. Well, the Sharks have played eight games on Sundays, and he has played three of them, one of which was a shutout against the Flyers. Doesn't sound very leisurely to me, James. Maybe you should stop being a hypocrite. And if the Bible really means that much to you, stop playing on Sundays. Um, my opinion on this is that um, I, I I agree with you to the point at where 
people have the right. People, have, if the if he does not want to wear his pride jersey, that that's more than okay. Like, uh, sorry, it's more than okay as a like that is his right. That's that's whatever, right? And and the sharks don't have to find him. The sharks don't have to do anything like that. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if he played in that game or not. Did do we even remember if he played or not? Uh, um, I can I can bring it up while you talk. But the 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 biggest thing for that is that you have the right to choose whether or not you want to wear a pride jersey or you want to support these initiatives or or anything like that. But that does not absolve you from criticism of your decision. And that is where we need to all kind of understand this because there's a lot of discourse going on online right now is like, you know, you've got these like radicals on one side you know, you you've, you got radicals on one side saying like this guy's a piece of shit. He should be fucking banished off the face of the earth. Like, and don't get me wrong, I've heard plenty of things about James Reimer being a really good guy. Um, and it's I I want to bring him up because uh, he was a, a very well known James Reimer fan. Because er, when this initially happened, everybody was tagging him in it. But like Steve Dangle is a massive James Reimer fan, and he spoke about it, and he said that. All in all, James Reimer seems like a really great guy. Um, he's met him and had interactions with him, and anybody that's had interactions with him has said that he's a great guy. Um, but Steve Dangle had a really good, um, like a really good analogy of it. He said, "You can have this perfectly beautiful carpet that's in your living room, but you get a wine, you get a wine stain on it, and you can cover up that state or you can cover up that wine stain with your couch. You can cover it up with a table, but no matter what, it'll always be there." You can still appreciate the white carpet, but there will still always be that stain. And that's, that's the biggest thing is like, this is going to stain James Reimer's reputation and, and for good reason, because it is 2023 and we are still having discussions about fucking, about recognizing gay people. Like we're not asking, we're, we're not asking James Reimer here to be like, uh, to, to go to a gay pride parade even. We're not asking him to do, it's all it is is the bare minimum of wearing a fucking rainbow jersey to show people in the crowd that they're welcome. And at the end of the day, like, people see that. And that's really harmful. And yes, 95%, 95% of the sharks, or 99% of the sharks, were all in agreement and, and, and we're all said, we're going to support this initiative. But that one person not being a part of that group says a lot, and it hurts these people. It absolutely guts these people. Um, I should mention, like, it should also be mentioned that besides this, this issue, um, it was a really successful Pride Night overall. Um, instead of tweeting live game updates from their socials, they actually took the time to bring forth information about the LGBTQI plus community, um, bringing some light to, to, to some topics that most casual hockey fans may not know or like even really care about. Um, it, but it's, it's imperative to have, to have nights like this celebrating a, I mean, a marginalized group and reassuring that this is a safe space for them because that's ultimately what this is about is saying you're welcome you know you're welcome to watch our game you're welcome to participate in our game because yes we should be supporting this hockey is for everyone initiative and it seems like every fucking day there's something to, to tell us that hockey is not for everybody and it sucks because this is such a great sport it's so much fun to watch and yet the NHL and any some a lot of NHL players are so behind the times in this whole thing, and it worried me because once the Ivan Provorov thing happened, it felt like this was inevitably going to happen. 
And this was going to happen again and again. And I have to commend the Sharks for this. I absolutely have to commend them for this because they did not stand by James Reimer. They made their statement. They said, everybody has a right, but we have our initiatives. We know what we believe in. And with Ivan Provorov, it seemed like everybody was like, you know, the the fucking thing with Tortorella being like, oh, uh, you know, I really... I really, I, I really like that he's standing by his convictions. Like, shut up. Just shut up, John. But you're also acting like they didn't have two months to prepare for this. Yeah. Like, you can't, yeah, you yeah. can't tell me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and imagine that the Sharks are grandstanding as champions of, uh, like allyship no. when in reality, they're a corporate, they're a team and they had two months to look no. at this and have James Reimer, just let me finish for a second yeah, yeah. and have James Reimer say, standing behind a tree in a yellow suit, like, cl- like rubbing his hands together, like, holy fuck, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, okay, we have two months to get ahead of this. What can we do? How can we spin this? How are we going to come out of this looking better than the Flyers did? Because if the shoe was on the other foot and James Reimer was the first guy to do it, I bet you they fumble the bag just as bad. No, it's it's not it's not even that, Miles. It's the fact that the New York Rangers and the Minnesota Wild had players that didn't do it and instead just canceled their Pride Nights in general. That's why I give the Sharks the benefit Ooh. of the doubt in this one. Because the Rangers and the Wild did that. And that's where and that that's where the ultimately the issue lies with those two teams is that instead of celebrating it and eliminating those players from 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 dealing with that they just canceled it entirely and that shows less of a backbone than the sharks did and the shark oh, sure. and, and i understand that the i understand that this whole thing is probably just a pr thing from the sharks and i i totally get it but at least they stood by it at least they stood by their convictions and they they believed in what they believed in and they still went ahead and they did what they did on that pride night. Like the, the, the fact that they were like tweeting shit about like the Trevor project, man, like while the game was going on and they, they didn't care to update the score. Or they didn't up, care to update, you know, who got a goal or who got an assist or anything like that. They focused on what was the most important topic at hand, which was shedding light on these issues. And I, hey, I, for, I commend the sharks on that. Good for them, for sure. I had no, I had no idea that Minnesota and the Rangers canceled their nights. That's yeah. pretty. That's, that's a pretty tough bounce. Yeah, but um, one of my favorite tweets though about this was <laughs> from Zelda Hedgehog <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, the people who are upset about Pride Night are the exact reason why we have Pride Nights, and that that kind of puts it right there. Is like it just. Unfortunately, this just kind of brought a lot of a lot of shitty stuff out. But I, like I said, I have to commend a lot of the like the rest of the players in the Sharks. Eric Carlson answered questions about it and said it was really important to them. And um, Logan Couture also answered questions about it and said it was really important to them. And so um, it, it's good to see that the rest of the team did it. Um, I'm just I'm just really disappointed in James Reimer. Yeah, not the not unfortunately not the last time we're going to hear about it. And I'm going to say the exact same thing we did about the Provorov fiasco just be be normal i don't understand why both sides of this have to go as as insane as they are just if everybody walked out of their house every day and with with the mantra i'm gonna be nice to people i'm gonna be a normal member of society i think we would get through this a lot easier so embarrassing overall rhymer you're a dud yeah um speaking of duds (laughs) Why is it always Philly? Uh, 
Phil. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess so. I, I guess I didn't realize you. I was like, who, who? Who? What do you mean, Philly? But then I just realized. Oh, yeah. It's uh, uh. So, Miles Carson Briere. Uh, he he just he just he just decided to be a dick. Um, son of NHL star and current Flyers GM Daniel Breer, Carson was uh, spotted on camera at Sullivan's Irish Pub in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, pushing a wheelchair down a flight of stairs after a young lady, uh, a, dub- a double amputee by the name of Sydney, had to be carried down the stairs to use the bathroom. Uh, all three of Car, uh, all three of Carson, uh, Daniel, as well as the Mercyhurst men's hockey team, which Carson currently plays for, uh, all came out with state statements, uh, apologizing for car, uh, for Carson's behavior. Um, now it's actually also been updated that he has been charged, um, with, uh, with, I believe, uh, what the hell was it here? Uh, criminal mischief. And his second degree misdemeanor charge carries up to a two year prison sentence and a fine of up to $5,000, while a conviction for a summary offense carries a maximum prison sentence of 90 days and a $300 fine. So, both him and actually uh, a men's lacrosse player from the same school, Patrick Carosi, who was beside Carson in the video, he was also charged. Um, I mean, you can't get like, you. I've I can't believe how how scummy of a human being you have to be in order to do this shit like this is just gross. Um, I if if nobody knows, but my my mother in law is uh, disabled, and so I I understand how difficult it is to get around, uh, and how difficult it is to deal with, um trying to fit in into a world where people don't have the same or people you you have less than the how do i explain this people have more abilities than you do and believe that they can just take advantage of a situation or they can um do something without really thinking about it and thinking about the consequences and that's exactly what carson did and he was incredibly um belligerent and arrogant and like there's even a part in the video where like he you know he sits down on the wheelchair and like just kind of it seems like he just like jokes around and then they push the wheelchair down the stairs and he just kind of watches it fall down as if he's proud of like the, the of like the the destruction he caused to somebody's personal property um and and if nobody knows like wheelchairs are not cheap and especially in the United States where they do not have universal health care um it's like it's that's like a fucking i don't, I don't know how that wheelchair is probably two thousand dollars at least at least $2,000. And then in addition to that, you have to get everything personalized. You have to get everything customized. And this is a girl that's a double amputee. She doesn't have either of her legs, man. And yet, some fucking shitbag decides, oh, I'm going to just push it down the stairs. And I, I would love to be able to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, yeah, you know, he's 17. He made a stupid mistake. But this kid's like 23 years old. Like, this isn't this isn't some... This isn't some 12-year-old. And I understand that when I was his age, I probably did dumb shit too. But like the just the lack of self-awareness or the lack of judgment on 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 this kid's part is just so disgusting. Um I'm happy that Daniel Briere made a statement. Um I I didn't like the Mercyhurst men's hockey team statement where they initially they automatically went to uh, you know, we, we should, we should, we should let them learn from this. And it's like, okay, okay, let's, let, let's, let's focus on the person whose wheelchair was actually destroyed first and foremost, rather than let's, let's start, let's start defending Carson already. Um, 
But the one thing I wanted to mention too is that there there were, there was some good news on this matter. So somebody started a GoFundMe for Sydney, the young lady, to replace her wheelchair. I believe they said it like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that, and it raised over seven thousand dollars. And Sydney actually tweeted here, um, "Hi, I'm Sydney, and it was my wheelchair that was pushed down the stairs. I'm so thankful for all of Sullivan's help in the situation and the co- kind comments I see on Julia's post. I swear I really don't want to keep a cent of the donated money. I'd ra- much rather give it back to the." Those who need it. Um, so she was taken care of in this situation. She's able to get a new wheelchair and it's able to be taken care of. So it's a it's a positive sign to see, but I just it 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 just it really, really, really sucks. And it's it's super I, I hate I hate using broad terms, but like it's just completely fucking ableist and just so gross on all accounts. I think you're overstating what the fact of the matter is the kid's an asshole yeah 100 he's 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 a a prick prick. yeah yeah that's a shitty person and that's a really really asshole thing to do and that's not doesn't matter if you're drunk doesn't matter if you're having fun whatever like if you're gonna make the decision to do that i've been really drunk and i've done some not not great things but never once in my mind have i thought i'm gonna push this person's wheelchair down a flight of stairs in front of them like doesn't that do that person is an asshole signed sealed and delivered that's it no cap as the kids would say (laughs) no cap um Uh, yeah i just let's go to the next one let's have some fun Let's finish this one on. Let's finish this episode on a good note because that's two back to back that make me feel like I want to punch everybody. Um, <laughs> like a good friend of ours, friend of the show, Jordan Bennington. Friend of the show, Jordan Bennington. Does he look nervous? Well, he should because he just got slapped with a two game suspension after he got totally shelled for five goals against the Minnesota Wild the other night. Uh, uh, in, in, including the, uh, I believe it was the game winner from Ryan Hartman. Uh, in that game, by the way, Jordan Bennington had a 792 save percentage. And uh, Jordan Bennington decided to go and swing at Ryan Hartman with a stick in his hand. And uh, then basically got into a little tussle and uh, almost fought Marc-Andre Fleury. But the refs, unfortunately, robbed us of the experience of watching Marc-Andre Fleury absolutely drill this six foot 272 pound dumb face into the goddamn ice and it makes me really sad to see because i i i there's not really anything hockey fans want to see quite there isn't anything that hockey fans want to see quite like jordan binnington getting his absolute lunch fed to him you're you cannot look me in the eyes and tell me mark andre flurry would have been the guy to kick his ass Mark Andre Fleury would have got folded like a Superman t shirt. So, hey? Oh yeah, dude. Bennington's fucking nuts. Like he's got he's if you're gonna like you know all those memes where it's like every white guy, it's like, you don't know how crazy I get when I fight, bro. Like you don't know you don't know what I got inside me, bro. Like that's Jordan Bennington. I feel like that guy could rip a shingle off of a roof. Like in one swipe, all the shingles are gone when he's revved up. And Marc Andre Fleury, if you listen to the audio, he's skating down and he's like, ah, I don't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> like he's he's not talking like he's gonna fight. He's, he's he, got he, no he, desire he, to strap. He, dude, he straight he straight up said to him, Let's go. He's always trying to pick fights with people. 
He literally yeah, said no. that. And then as the video goes on and the ref's dragging him away, he's like, ah, I didn't want to mess up my hair. Dude, <laughs> I, 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 th- I totally give Marc-Andre Fleury the vibe that he's like the nice guy that will absolutely kick the shit out of you. I would, I, end of the day, would have loved to see it. Oh, man. But you- I, I, I would be putting my money on Bennington in that fight. God. Miles, you're a loser. You're taking Thank Jordan you. Bennington's side. Yeah, Jordan Bennington confirmed per Miles' favorite goaltender in the NHL. <laughs> okay, no, that's that is cap. That is a tremendous <laughs> amount of cap because that's, that's the picture of the kid wearing all the caps. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what that is because I want this this moment to be the moment in the hockey world, especially in the Canadian hockey world, where can we just stop saying Jordan Bennington is an Olympic goalie prospect? Can we just, are we done with that? Do people still say that? I think he, I had that conversation in Phoenix with a few guys. No, that you he, didn't. Oh, that he's on the short list. Oh, and no. I just think that this is time where we stop saying that Bennington is is there. because he's with Stuart Skinner? Yes, my guy. There it is. Darcy Kemper, uh, like even Carter Hart, man. Carter Hart's kind of playing his way out of the name game. Yeah. The options aren't very good for Canadian goaltenders at the moment. That's Devin a Levi is going to end up being our fucking starter. Yeah, <laughs> he's Devin a college Le- goaltender. <laughs> hey, Hobie Baker finalist. He just got named, baby. Let's go. Signed by the Sabres. <laughs> Trajectory is pointing up, baby. Let's go. He didn't Signed by the Sabres, but traded by the Panthers. Yeah. For, that's I think that's gonna look like a rough trade in hindsight because if He's they have to trade man dude if the Florida Panthers have to trade Sam Reinhardt for pennies on the dollar next summer oof and you and you traded and you traded freaking Devin Levi for that guy and Devin Levi turns into a star oh. <laughs> so then they're gonna have Ukapek Pukadin and Devin Levi and they're just gonna be nasty just a couple of stallions in the net um. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Jordan Bennington though. I just I'm so sick of his shit. I love that Craig Berube called him out early in the season. He's like, "Can you just stop with your shit and just stop the puck, please?" Like, I'm getting sick of this. We're um, saying we're saying all of this, and Jordan Bennington is gonna have a five game stretch where he has like two shutouts and like mm-hmm. a point in nines. Yeah, dude, he always mm-hmm. he every time you think this kid's out, he just goes sicko mode for four games. Everyone's like, "Holy fuck, Jordan Bennington is so pack." Uh, Miles, I hate to break this to you, but um, since the twenty eighteen natural, according to no, natural since, since the since the twenty eighteen nineteen season, which was when he first burst onto the scene with the Blues and won the Stanley Cup that year, his save percentage. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the next six seasons. All right, I'm not Point. talking about six seasons. I'm talking about four game spans. Um, don't care. Like, Two point, months ago, two months nine, ago, he was a he point, was second star in the uh, league. I, I am talking right now. Point nine two seven. Talking. Nineteen twenty. Point nine one two. Twenty twenty one. Point nine one zero. Twenty one twenty two. Point nine zero one. Twenty two twenty three. Point eight nine two. Loser. Loser. Shit. He has gone down in save percentage every season in this league. But still, for four games at a time, he'll be a freak, and everyone says Jordan cool. Bennington is so back. And then and, he does shit again, and it's a revolving door of mediocrity. And he's gonna lead them right to seventh place in the central. It's gonna be awesome. I I loved love to see that shit. Um, man, they have him for like five more years at six million dollars. That's just that's poetic justice. If I know if myself, I if I didn't love Rob Thomas, that would be a lot funnier. I mean, I prefer uh, this lead singer matchup at Matchbox Twenty, but what can you do, right? 
I love Rob Thomas, man. He's probably one of my favorite players in the NHL. Um, are you a little not crazy or just a little unwell? I'm a little unwell. But you know what made me well um, was a slate of Saturday hockey games. I had a good little Saturday. Watched uh, watched the F1 qualifying for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Great qualifying. Um, <laughs> what did you say? I just I I jokingly went and I was I was just I was just joking. Well, if that was your imitation of a blown diffuser on a V10 engine, it would have been pretty good. But um, that's not what the cars sound like anymore. Um, so watch that. Whatever, good stuff. Yawn. Angry billock noises. I uh, went to the grocery store, got a few groceries, and then hunkered down to watch the Oilers and Kraken, and immediately followed that up with the Sens and Leafs. And boy, howdy, or did you watch that game? Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I watched the I watched the overtime, and unfortunately, the shootout. Man, we can we abolish the shootout already? I'm so sick of it. Okay, difference of opinion. Um, in this particular instance that i thought this was an extremely entertaining hockey game it was back and forth all night um i think the sense tied it with like five minutes left to push it into overtime um three on three was not bad like went back and forth a couple times some really good scoring uh, opportunities on both sides and then the shootout comes up and you know what man if if i'm gonna have to watch a shootout i want it to go nine rounds i want to see jacob chikrin fumble on a forehand backhand move and fuck up and look up in the sky and say, Oh my God, I left 30 degree weather for this. Like, that's what I want to see. And I got to see it. And then somewhere out of nowhere, fucking um, Alex Kerfoot steps up as the ninth shooter. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot about this guy. Dirty goal wins it. Have a great Saturday night. Like I was entertained thoroughly Probably my favorite non-Oilers game I've watched this year. Very good hockey game. Wow, favorite non-Oilers game. That's that's a that's a v- very large proclamation, Miles. It's a good game. I quite I would like I said thoroughly entertained. Good game. I that's uh, Mad Sogard uh, played really well for the for the Sennies. Matt Murray was so back for a, a little bit. I mean, he still let in five goals, but he still like he looks like he smokes so many cigarettes. Siggy, siggy, oi. Um, I did not watch that game, most of it. I watched the shootout, but I spent the basically the entire time watching The Departed because I a, wanted to... Is that a scary movie? Uh, no, it's it's a... Uh, you should watch The Departed, Miles. You might actually like it. Uh, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson. Uh, it's a movie about uh, a, a Boston, Boston crime. And oh, I, I like crime. Yeah, you do. And, I like Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, Mark Wahlberg plays the plays the plays like the the cranky sergeant, and he's really good in it. <laughs> that would really be a good, good role, dude. There's some really good Boston accents in that movie. I but, feel like that would be a very good role for for Mark Wahlberg, but I would more like to see him in like a rom com role. Uh, see, the only movies I like him in are The Departed, Boogie Nights, um. Because I mean, basically everything else, he's playing Mark Wahlberg, and I really like him in the other guys. I think he's hilarious in the other guys because he's he's just playing a parody of himself. But what about rom coms in general? Because rom coms often feature oh my some God. behavior <laughs> that could be seen as rock star. I'm just ruining your segue. 
<laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm trying to do a brick you wall. You could have both. done. Oh my god, Mark Wahlberg was in a movie called Rockstar. Oh, see, this is why I should, I should start watching movies. This is but should. you know, the fact that he was in a movie called Rockstar that I have never heard of just gives proof that the term Rockstar gets thrown around a lot these days. And that sometimes it is not deserving. Uh, but we are going to look at a rock star, Nolan. Uh, and again, this is going to revolve around the romantic gesture. Ah, a romantic gesture. Such a fine line between creepy and cute, which all depends on the other person's feelings for you. Standing under a window with a boombox. Adorable. If she's into you, if she doesn't like you, that's serial level crazy. Showing up at someone's airplane, all pre 9-11 because, you know, security exists. To stop the love of your life from getting on a plane, you better hope he actually likes you or else you're going to look gigantically creepy and possessive. But, uh, you know, romance, that's hype. That's what we're all after in this in this crazy world is just trying to find somebody to love us. Anyway, let's focus on a cute one here. A man from Connecticut, Jose Negron, which is exactly the name I think I'm going to hear when I talk to someone from Connecticut, used timesquaresbillboard.com to post a 15-second photo of him, his girlfriend, and their son, right in the Big Apple, right in the center of Times Square, with the message, will you marry me? He then dropped to one knee uh, and got the yes of his dreams. The service... TimesSquareBillboard.com, no free ads, will cost about 150 bucks. Um, they will play your photo a total of 60 seconds, so 15, however much times 15 goes into 60, over a 24-hour time period. So uh, you got to wonder how many random tourists, random, took a picture for the gram, and just behind them is this guy's like, will you marry me picture, <laughs> because it came up again in the rotation. Hilarious. I mean, it's probably not high, but it's definitely not zero. Anyway, kudos to the happy couple, to our boy Jose, who is the rock star of the week for nailing this grand gesture and uh, living out a rom-com IRL. Miles, just to close off the cap about Rockstar, uh, please look at your phone for a second. The cap about Rockstar. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, I take it all back. That's so rock star. Uh, for, for for those who can't see, I, I sent Miles a photo of Mark Wahlberg doing a power slide in the film Rockstar. Is that the one where there's like a full soundtrack? Like they're like a band? Yeah, yeah. Like he, they're like a fictional band. I've seen that, man. Yeah, and I've Jennifer seen Aniston's in it is his, is his girlfriend. Yeah, I think I watched it at my friend Mitchell's house when I was like yeah. 10. I think I, I think I watched it when it came out on DVD or something, and I had to cover my eyes because there's boobies in it. Okay, I definitely saw it because that's why Mitchell wanted to watch it. That's so sick. That that, that is Rockstar. Rock <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Mitch. Oh man, what, guys are what rocky. A, what a, what a lord. What a uh, lord is right. Speaking um, of our lords, Nolan. Yes. On this beautiful Monday, March twentieth, at. Uh, <laughs> 10.41 p.m. when we're uh, a period through the Oilers versus the Sharks. Yikes. Oof, Maron. How are they doing? 2-1 Oilers at the start of the second period. Uh, what? 2-1. Um, oh, did they score? 
Oh, did they score? Yeah, bet oh, your I sweet barass so they did. I didn't even know oh. that. Oh, the second period just started. That's why. Oh, I and didn't it's Yamamoto that. who scored. Oh my god, oh. so so cursed. I hate him. Billick stomps around his house. He's such a bad player. Miles, we we can't we can't talk too much shit because we are just as guilty of this. I know, but I just I like giving him. A funny ben. voice. No, I like giving I like giving him the title of, of Yamo hater, and I think he likes to wear that cap. That's okay. Okay. I'm gonna get a okay. text tomorrow that says you're damn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna get a and then you're gonna get a follow up from Pastor Dave being like, How dare you talk about nickelback? Yeah, you guys talked about the theory of a dead man for several hours. <laughs> It's not how he sounds. That's a really bad Dave impression. He, he does have a really deep voice, though. So oh, he shouts does. Out. Ra- va- radio voice for sure. Shouts out to radio voice, Dave. Shouts out to radio voice, Dave. Uh, Sharks, March 20th. Arizona, March 22nd. Vegas Golden Knights, March 25th. Only one of all of those games matter, but only one of those games looks daunting. How do you think the boys are going to fare? Oh, Miles. Let's do it. Let's keep her going. 3 and 0, baby. It is such a three and all week. They're gonna <laughs> splash. They're gonna splash around. Splish splash. I was taking a bath. Do, 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 do. Connor's gonna be screaming butt cheeks as he hits seventy. Oh man, if he hits seventy. Oh. Oh, he's gotta hit sixty first. We're waiting for sixty. We're getting there. We're getting close. We're so uh, close. Uh of actually just a, a quick fun fact about tonight's game. Uh if it in fact happens. Uh, Evander Kane could hit 300 goals because he has 299. Leon Dreisettle has 298 goals, and Connor McDavid has 297. All three of them could hit 300 goals tonight if they truly wanted to. They if still they got a ways to up. go. They're they playing James Reimer. They are, so they're going <laughs> to hang. <laughs> could they please put 666 goals past James Roberts tonight, please and thank oh! you? <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, there's there's so there's so much funny like James Reimer tweets there is like the one that's like um that says uh how can James Reimer be be against wearing pride jerseys when he wore this shit for three years there was a Leafs jersey <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the one that's like <laughs> uh does James Reimer just hide every time they have to play the Devils? I'm scared. I'm James Reimer. I'm scared of the Devils. Probably. That's probably exactly how it <laughs> he, goes. He just goes into the Prudential Center with holy water in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually drink it. He's just got holy water in his bottle and he's just in dousing himself in it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are on the bench. They're like, holy shit, this is salty. Like, what, what's going on here? Oh, you're drinking James's holy water. <laughs> just just classic trainer things, eh? Oh, classic. Classic classic jokes. Classic jokes on another classic episode of the One for One podcast. Episode 19, season three. We're getting close to the end of uh, the regular season. We hope that you are not done with us yet because we've got plenty of hot takes and even hotter listeners for the rest of the season. Go Oilers, go. Go Oilers, go.